Hello and welcome to the Biotech 2050 podcast. Biotech 2050 is a think tank chronicling the disruptions changing the biotech industry over the next several decades. Check out our website at biotech2050.com. I'm one of today's co-hosts, Alok Tai. I'm the VP of Life Sciences at Ignite, and we're a secure content platform focused on key global industries. I'm Rahul Chaturvedi, today's other co-host. I'm also the founder and CEO of Clora. Clora is organizing the world's life sciences expertise and is the place to discover, build, and manage on-demand life science teams. I'm excited to welcome Lean Kalas, co-founder and CEO of Athera Pharma. Thanks for joining us today, Lean. Yes, thank you for having me. So we'd love to just start off and learn a bit about your background and your journey as to how you got to where you are today. Great, thank you. My background, I'm a pharmacist and a PhD in pharmacology. I always had that goal since I was seven years old that I wanted to help develop drugs that could help patients that are impacted by unmet medical needs. Started with cancer, basically my grandmother. It was the first moment when I understood that people can die from diseases and it was cancer. And at that point, there was very few options for patients. So I remember telling my dad, I'm going to basically develop the next drug for cancer or the drug for cancer. And at that point, there was nothing. So from that point, my passion progressed into after I did my pharmacy degree, really in understanding how the drug works. That's why I did my PhD in pharmacology. Then I did a postdoc. At that point, I came across a really interesting technology in the lab that I was working with. And the PI basically asked to co-found a company. And uh, we co-founded the company. And at that point, I'm not from the U.S., so that concept of entrepreneurship is very new, and I think it's very unique to the U.S., and I made the decision without fully knowing what I was getting into. I knew that there was work that needed to be done, but really, I'm not going to claim that I knew all of what it takes to start a company and build, I guess, one of, currently today, I would describe it one of the more innovative CNS companies that are out there. And at that point, you know, the the main thing that was critical for my career is the openness for networking and and building a strong team that helped us get Athera to this point. As you guys know, Athera, we're developing innovative treatment to huge unmet medical needs uh, like Alzheimer's and other type of dementias. You know, we'd love to learn a little bit about Athera and the modality, what you're focused on and, and sort of some of the unique insights you've had there. Yes. At Athera, we are developing a platform of small molecules that activate a naturally occurring repair pathway that exists also in the brain. And when that repair pathway is activated, we could see some regeneration of brain tissue and also activation of brain network, basically transmission of information between different brain regions. This is very unique than anything else that have been pursued in the last 15 years. With our technology, in addition to potentially slowing down the disease, we believe that our technology can lead to improvement, which is something that is very critical to people who are impacted by Alzheimer's disease. They're not only looking to slow down the disease, they're looking for improvement. And we believe that potentially with our approach, we can deliver on that hope for patients that are impacted by these indications. Great, Lean. And you know, for our context and for our listeners' context, we'd love to hear your thoughts on what have been some of the challenges that other companies have faced when developing a new therapy for, for Alzheimer's and 
uh, perhaps more broadly, just CNS indications, you know, we'd love to see the world through your eyes. I, I think we all know that Alzheimer's is a complex disease. And in the last 10 years, there has been a lot of progress and the appreciation of what's happening in Alzheimer's. And we know now understand that it's not just one thing that's happening. There has been a big focus in the industry on accumulation of proteins in the brain, A, beta, and tau. And these basically are considered toxins that lead to this damage in the brain tissue. So the industry has focused on these protein toxins and removing these protein toxins in a hope to slow down the disease progression. This has been a major focus, uh, multiple failures in that area. And there has been very small opportunities to work outside of this main focus in the industry. That was one of the main things that we've been trying to overcome is creating that open-mindedness in this industry to look at different modalities. And, and our approach is based on what really is happening in Alzheimer's disease. Through activating the target that we're working on, we believe that this could lead to multiple effects, whether it's reduction in inflammation, regeneration, improvement in brain network. It's a multimodal approach with a single target, which really has been a unique aspect for Athera. Uh, but it took us a while to overcome the mainstream thinking of what is happening in Alzheimer's and how can we overcome Alzheimer's. And so to that point, we would love to understand you know, some of the early challenges at Athera in terms of how, how you overcame that perhaps some older school thinking around how to tackle Alzheimer's. Yeah, thank you. Great question. I, I think we 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 had this perseverance to continue the work and an approach that our team believed in. You know, we had an extreme focus on what is the most relevant work that needs to be done at each stage to help progress our program forward. Uh, we've always focused on doing things that has a very strong scientific rationale as well as practical outcome in our development to lead to the most effective and efficient paths for in our, our development. And I think we kept building these small steps. And I just wanted to highlight that Athera was founded in 2011. So it's not like an overnight success that currently we are in a, a phase two, three, potentially pivotal trial for mild to moderate Alzheimer's patient. It took a lot of work to get to where we are at today. I think what was very important for us to get to this point and get the support that we needed to get this point is the unique data that we've seen in our phase 1B, where we tested our lead compound in mild to moderate Alzheimer's patients. And that was really important to get to this data to help garner more attention to our work and, and, and validation to our approach. It's really interesting. You know, I know from our prior discussions, it sounded like there were some interesting biometrics also that you were examining, especially when it comes to looking at the performance of the brain. I was wondering if you could quickly comment and share some of those insights as it seems like you've taken a, a unique approach in that regard. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Because our approach, the mechanism of action, how our technology works is different. We didn't think that following the classical drug development in Alzheimer's makes sense because really those approaches were developed for other mechanism of action. So we needed to find a way that we can understand how the drug impacts the human brain using established methods. So what we've done in Athera, it's we've used it's called evoked response potential, P300. And, and you'll understand why we call it P300 in a little bit. But really, it's a clinical measure 
that gives an indication of the health of the brain and the brain network. Basically, our, our brains are very smart. They're able, if they're healthy, they're able to process information very quickly within 300 milliseconds. That's why it's called P300. But then if there's a pathology or impairment in the network, like in Alzheimer's disease, you see that our brains are slowing down. Basically, it's like the pulse of the brain, similar to the heart. When it, there's a pathology, it's the heartbeat slows down. So it's very similar. And when our brain's ability to process slows down, that translates into memory loss, cognitive impairment, and even, you know, losing the ability to function normally. And a lot of the people impacted by the disease lose the normal lifestyle because of this. Interesting. Uh, Just uh, for my own knowledge, uh, how do you measure that speed? Is it through imaging or through human interaction? Yeah. So it's basically... It's a device that you, healthy is of potentially people impacted by different indications. It's a cap that people wear and we're able to capture the electrical conductance of the brain. We know there's like the way that information goes between the different brain cells is through electrical currents. And we're able to capture the speed of these currents and and the action potentials. It's a state of the art. It's amazing how much advancements we've been able to see. And the medical term is used EEG basically electroencephalogram, very similar to the AKG for the heart. So it's, it's a very similar way. We're trying to capture a normal physiology of the brain with these really cool devices uh, that we've been using in our clinical trials. So where's Athera based and, and how many employees do you have now? Uh, so we're in uh, the greater Seattle area. And we're growing. We are between 30 to 35 people in the company. And of course, this is a big growth period for Athera and we're hiring continuously uh, on a daily basis almost. Yeah, that sounds like sounds like an exciting time. And it sounds like you've been very efficient from an execution perspective of being able to become a publicly traded company with a team of 30 to 35 folks. What are some of the advantages of building a biotech in Seattle that people might not be aware of? So one of the core values for us at Athera is resourcefulness. We do more with less. And if you have a way to think outside of the box, you can do a lot of things. Also, the industry is shifting. Not recently, in the last almost 10 years, there has been a shift in the industry to use models that could enable advancement of programs into later stage with fewer headcounts to control the overhead and really to focus our resources on what really counts, which is advancement of our programs and the clinical development of our assets. And that was a you know a core value. We still live by it and we're going to continue to try to create more with less. Building the company in Seattle, every I think every place has its advantages and potentially areas where it can improve. I think the biggest advantage in Seattle, in addition to the mountains and the hikes, it's the people here, the talents that we have here. We, we do have a really strong research organizations or universities that really provide significant talent and access to talent here. Also for me personally, it's a, there's a really great network of entrepreneurs and CEOs of pharma companies that are willing to really share the knowledge. And we're all working together to help grow the industry regionally. So that, that has been a really great place for me to grow Athera and for me personally to grow professionally. Some of the areas that we need support and, and, and potentially we can grow is access to capital. We're not the Bay Area, so there's less availability of venture capitalists and funds. 
But what we've seen with COVID is the impact of the geography is less important. I think just having all of these technologies and investors feeling that they could still be connected to their companies, even if they are in New York and we are in Seattle, has really helped Seattle companies to get funded. And you could see an increase in the funding in Seattle companies in the last year. And there's a lot of exciting technologies here. You know, Juno came out of here. There's a lot of exciting companies that are also growing here in Seattle. Sounds like a, a nice tight-knit community where particularly for, let's say, first-time entrepreneurs or CEOs, there's lots of resources to be able to leverage and, and learn from. So that's great. Absolutely. And it's a, it's a you know, dual-track relationship. So it's making sure that the entrepreneur is also willing to take that step to network and, and do their part in cultivating really strong relationships with potential people that could support them in this area. And perhaps a, a follow-up conversation just around the pandemic, and, and you decided to IPO during the pandemic. What went into that decision-making process? And you know why was now the right time to go public? Yeah, thank you for the question. So we were contemplating going public before the pandemic, and it's for multiple reasons in relation to the stage of our technology. As uh, we highlighted, we do have at Athera currently two late-stage clinical trials. One of them, the LIFT-AD, is a potentially pivotal trial. The ACT-AD is a phase two trial. They're both recruiting right now mild to moderate Alzheimer's patients. They're recruiting all over the United States and, and Australia. And when we get to that stage late-stage clinical development, there's a lot of investment that is needed to help advance the, the asset to a point that it's commercially viable, including manufacturing, supply chain, several additional studies that are needed to get to a point that we can register a product. We were at a stage where there is a need for the company to have access to capital to support this late-stage development the super efficient model that we had to get us to this point is going to be really hard to get a drug approved with this type of access to resources. So that was the thinking. The other part is also we are growing our pipeline. So in, in addition to the Alzheimer's indication, we are pursuing other dementias because we do believe that with our approach, this really can address different type of dementias, a larger population that are impacted by dementia, starting with Parkinson's disease dementia. Uh, and we have new assets in the pipeline that we're addressing or trying to address uh, neuropsychiatric indications, major depression and schizophrenia. So to help support the, the growth of the company and ultimately get to our mission where we want to build a CNS company or a company that has this focus to improve neuronal health, both in the brain and in the periphery, we needed to have access to capital and IPO was the logical next step for Ethera. Makes a lot of sense. I think given the, especially nowadays, the quantity of capital available to emerging life science companies like yours certainly makes sense to tap the public markets to finance your vision, I guess, that mm -hmm. you're pursuing. Absolutely. I, you know, one thing I'm, I'm just curious about maybe before we wrap here is given that the company has been around for several years and has taken a, a more capital efficient approach and also has a different perspective on the CNS space. Would love to just hear what that journey and was like and how you had to persevere perhaps through established calcified opinions, right, in the space, as an example. I think never giving up, right, and allow the data to speak for itself. Uh, so we needed to continue the development and 
of our assets and also the team, the perseverance that the team had. We knew that we're doing something different. We knew that we're going to be misunderstood for a while. When you're doing something innovative, you're going to be misunderstood for a while. But our focus was helping people that are impacted by Alzheimer's and other neuronal indication. And if you have that focus, really, it's hard to deter you, I guess, from what you're doing because you believe in what you're doing and you have that passion. And this is like was a shared passion for the whole team. It's interesting. Like, I think it's a roller coaster for sure. But I've never had at any point any doubt that we're going to get to this point. And I don't have any doubt that we're going to get to the next step. And even when we hit the pandemic and I had to talk to like, you had to have these honest conversations with the team about what's going on. And it was very interesting that the whole team was like, this is going to happen. We don't have any doubt that we're going to get to the next phase and continue growing the company. And I think that's what's important is putting together the team that share the same, especially the early team, which I call them ambassadors of the Ethereum journey and culture. It's like having that team that believes in what they're doing and doing something different is amazing, right? It's, it just gives you the opportunity for continuous learning and continuous challenge day to day. We don't have an, a day that is like, oh, that was an easy day. It's, there's always something that's happening, which I think is something that the, the, the team thrives with. I didn't give you specifics, but it's hard. Like this is 10 years. Sounds like a great recruiting plug for you as you build out the team now during this hyper growth phase is, uh, you know, sounds like a really exciting time and culture to, to be a part of. Absolutely. Um, it's a super exciting period for Ethereum. And we have yeah. such a great team that we're building on that I think we're lucky to have the opportunity to be working with a team like Ethereum for me personally and to, to be part of the mission that we have at Ethereum. That's great, Lean. Well, on that note, you know, thank you so much for sharing your background and all the exciting work that, that's happening at Athera in a critical disease area uh, with not many options out there. We'll continue to follow your success and hope to have you back as your uh, assets progress in terms of development stage. Right. Thank you, Raul. Thank you, Ella. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Biotech 2050. This episode is hosted by me, Rahul Chaturvedi, and Alok Tai. It's edited and mixed by Megan Lovering. If you enjoyed this episode of Biotech 2050, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Biotech2050Pod. Again, that's Biotech2050Pod. Until next time.